Yes, now, and welcome back to another edition of the Top Loaded Podcast. And it is another London Card special. Yes, it's that time again. It is the week of the London Card Show. And before we get into this bumper edition special, let's just remind you this episode is powered to you by Third Down Displays, who will be at the London Card Show. Absolute perfect timing. If you want to get any of your card supplies, custom stands, or your great preparation kits, check their website. And you can do click and collect right now on any of their supplies for the London Card Show. But most importantly, the smartest looking man who's ever been on the Top Loader <laughs> podcast and making his fifth appearance of uh, all time, H. Obviously, you look like you've just come from work. So please tell me you've not just dressed up because it's a special. No, I've just up for the special. Oh, I told good. you to do this. I got on. Well, it's a black tie event. At least no, it's I have a just black finished tie work. Event. I have just finished work. <laughs> To say, it's at least you boys missed the memo. I told you this. Yeah, sorry about uh-huh. that. That must have been lost in the post with all my other cards that Royal Mail have delivered. But that's another story for another week. But most importantly, joining us for what you're saying the other day, who's the most third most appearances? He's definitely going to get up on the honors board now. I think it's actually the eighth appearance. I've just done the maths in the background. Obviously, the one and only Harry from the London Card Show. Obviously, it's a big week, my friend, but most importantly, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Always good to be back on. Uh, a sense of calm in a, in a very carnage couple of weeks. But um, yeah, no, it's going to be a good weekend. But um, yeah, I'm very good. Thank you. How are you, boys? Yeah, we're doing very well, especially now it's the week of. And yeah, it's come around really quick that I realised I haven't booked my trains yet. So that's all done. Of today. <laughs> so I'll see everyone there on Saturday. But before we do look ahead to this bumper issue of the London Card Show on Saturday and Sunday this week, Let's just rewind the clock a little bit to the last one. How did you find it went? Because it went down an absolute treat from a like just a general admission perspective. Yeah, I mean, August, summertime, it seems like a long time ago, done it? But um, yeah, no, it was good. Most successful show to date. And it really gave us the confidence to, to go full size to what it is going to be this weekend. Um, yeah, I think it was 3.3k, 3.4k people through the doors, which exceeded expectations. Um, I think it was the first time uh, we kind of did the allocation of, okay, certain amount of football, sorry, um, sports, certain amount of TCG and other, which worked very well. Certainly got more to the, the ratio, which I hoped um, and kind of the show should be and deserves, um, not just for... The, the sports card industry, but also for the growth of the hobby in the UK. So, yeah, it went very well. Um, but, yeah, it, it gave us a lot of a lot of data, a lot, lot, lot to learn from uh, ahead of this weekend's show. I was going to say, before I hand over to Harry to talk about this next one, obviously, like <clears> we always say about the evolution of the card show, and you are, you're always a person to look back on the last one to see how it went. And like I was saying, I think especially trade night as well went down really well. Like We've seen the growth from... When it was downstairs in the first one, where it was about three or four rows filled up, <laughs> to now it's cram packed about eight to ten rows. So, how do you feel like? Do you feel that like it's now becoming more of a part, and it's now a tradition of the culture that a lot of people now do circle the trade night is actually what they're going to come to and definitely going to make it. Whereas the first time it was a bit of a skeptical one. People was like, "Shall I or shan't I?" Yeah, it's we we almost see it as a, a completely different event now. We kind of do planning for the trade night as well as the show. Um, so yeah, you, you've hit the nail on the head there. And I, I know a lot of people do just if they're busy during the day, come for the the trade night in the evening, like like some people, which is a uh, which is very good. Um, so I like that. Um, but yeah, there's always room for growth. We're looking at ways where we can improve it. Um, 
we're, we're expecting 450 again, 450, 500 people for the trade night, which is really cool, really good. Um, Pierre, P- PSA, we're in constant communication with them. For, for this show, they're, towards the end of the year, they're really focusing on just capping off their books in the States, but there are big things coming with PSA come 2024, both for the trade night and for the show. Um, but yeah, as you said, with the trade night, it is a good, good time. I try and get out there, do some wheeling and dealing myself when I don't have security or front desk or, or tuck shop in my ear. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a little bit of Zen time for me as well. As I said, my last question and last, obviously like I say, was there anything that you said that rode a big feedback was two shows ago was the split up between tables, like doing 45, 45, 10. Was there anything that you took from the last one that you're going impl- to be implementing or going to plan to implement in the future? Um, at the last show, we still had a lot of attention on this coming show. So we were just trying to A, correct um, the feedback we got from the, from the, from the previous show. Um, but it just showed to me that the hobby is still growing and, and what we're doing is right. We're doing things slightly different to other shows. It might be working, it might not be. There's certain only genre shows coming up now, which is fantastic. I, I think there's a, there's room for that, but at the same time, for, for a big show like ourselves, we just want to focus on getting anyone who's interested in cards down um, and give them the confidence that what they're looking for is going to be there, whether it's sports, TCG, and the real niche TCGs and the real niche sports. So, yeah, learn a lot from it, but at the same time, it, it, I think more than anything, it gave us the confidence that we can go to this this next step, which is just, yeah, this weekend's going to be a whole new card show. It, it's it's a big it's a big um big step and as I said to you boys before we started recording it's I'm not normally stressed I'm normally looking forward to it whereas for the first time I I am um, just because Katie and I have, have put tireless hours into this there's so many different aspects which we'll go through we'll dissect which I can't wait to see everyone's feedback I, I, Katie and I have almost agreed that if it does go to plan which we suspect it will come Friday evening when everything's set up, but we're probably going to burst into tears just with, with the proud pr- pride of it. So um, fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the confidence more than anything we took from August that our, our answers and our opinions uh, had actually worked. I'm going to pass over to H now. Obviously, he's not going to be on a sun lounger drinking a pina colada at this show. He's going to be drinking a bottle of water in the cold. So H, How the other half live. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> right for some. He takes one off, internationals and all this. But obviously, I'll pass over to you. I come now. home for a relaxing podcast and just get grilled every <laughs> single week. I can't catch a break. I need a break. <laughs> well, obviously, I'll pass um, over to you now to talk about the upcoming blockbuster event. Yeah, of course. H, I think the main, obviously, the main, the main question going forward is what can we expect, obviously, from from the show this weekend. I think first and foremost, we'll probably start off in terms of you know tables, the the, the size of the room. Now, um, you know, as, as a as a start start point, what what are we looking at in terms of coming up this weekend? So we're going to have two seven five certainly for the the Saturday two hundred seventy five tables. Um, for the Sunday we're going to maybe slightly reduce it. Um, we we've got the interest of Philip, but we kind of want it to be more spacious, more family friendly on the Sunday. So, um, I think officially we've got two hundred eighty three tables on the Saturday, but we'll call it two seven five. Um, and then yes, as I said on the Sunday, it might be slightly less. Um, yeah, so that's in terms of tables. Wicked. I mean, 
what's what's new what's he coming into this weekend as opposed to last <laughs> weekend i know we've seen a i know we've seen a little post come out in terms of some main sort of headings that are going to be going to be at the show and i for one i'm definitely looking forward to the uh the vr simulators that you've got going on um yes. but is there anything else i guess apart from what you've already posted out that's going to be new to the show this weekend so we're going to have a um as you said a vr zone which is going to be a formula one simulator completely free for for all and any attendees so yeah, it's uh, if you can't find me, have a look there because chances are <laughs> I'll uh, I'll be trying to put in some purple sectors. Um, there's a kid zone which we've had unbelievable feedback so far about. Um, where just basically you can drop your kids off, you can have the reassurance that it's going to be kids only area where they just want to sit there, go through their binders, do some trades. We've got some really, really, really cool interactive kind of activities going on with just about anyone who's anyone um tops are going to be there doing a sector um uh segment sorry ace are going to be doing something we've got um veronica taylor who is the voice of ash coming down and she's going to be doing a little segment there loads of our sponsors are doing stuff there so it's gonna be really cool box opening so that's one aspect the trade corner is going to be a little bit bigger as well um so for that little bit more kind of area where people can kind of chill a little bit more um and as always we've got the hero area the whatnot uh break area has got a little bit bigger as well um so yeah it's it's we're aiming for a more interactive show and as i said we'll get into that a little bit more but the aim has always been trying to get it from a show where a father and a son a mother and a son mother and a daughter might come down to now we would like it to be a whole family kind kind of affair get everyone down there a little bit for everyone which we're kind of hoping these extra aspects are kind of doing so i understand as well we've got a uh, a new addition to the london card show team <laughs> which i'm sure is going to be on everyone's mind and everyone's probably seen it um i guess there's a bit more about where that's where that's come from and i guess obviously the, the community chose chose the name as well yeah, no one's pregnant before any listeners are thinking. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, it's yeah, H Hector, Hector the Collector is, is a new addition. So there's a funny story behind this, and it's Katie, who is the I, I'm not going to say the brains because that would kind of mug me off a little bit, but the uh, the reasoning behind a lot of these areas and, and the growth. So bringing her has been probably the, the best thing I've done but she said look let's get a mascot it's so cool people want to want to kind of take a picture of it kind of it's good for pr and i was like no it's, it's it's not that kind of event like just no and um i went to the national and i saw a a mascot there i didn't have a clue who it was with it wasn't with it was just with the stool and i was like why do i want a picture with that like i don't know why i just want a picture with it um so yeah i got on the phone to katie and i said make it happen it, it, if if me at the national um wants a picture with it then there's every chance that people in the uk at the london card show would want a picture with with it and um yeah it took a while to design um with the cap with the t-shirt the color the whole kind of monster we'll call it um but yeah H hector will be there taking pictures giving people high fives and and, and and anything in between so um yeah it's again just one of the many things we've got for this new show and i think uh if, if you can even name it i'm sure you're probably too up to your eyeballs in stress 
But I guess what are you uh are you what are you most looking forward to this weekend if you even get a chance to think about what you can uh what you can look forward to amongst everything else we've got going on in your in your head until until the day. I don't think that changes. I think I always say Sunday afternoon is probably my favourite time because that's when it's in full full flow. Um, a lot of the really low end issues have been resurrected and it's just sorts itself out and you just look around and especially now it's a lot bigger. So hopefully you look down the, the hall and there won't be a black curtain or just be more people having the best time. And at the end of the day, that's the best kind of thing for me, just seeing people in their, dare I say, natural habitat. Um, just enjoying the, <laughs> the the hobby and the community we all we all love just being the person they want to be not worried about what anyone's going to think just enjoying enjoying the show um so yeah uh, that and obviously the, the maybe a little bit of the the trade night if i'm not too tired and certainly the uh the vr will, will be a good fun but um yeah most importantly for me just a good show running smoothly with these new additions and, and everything else kind of in between. Wicked. Perfect. Ron, I'll, uh, I'll hand it back to you, mate. It's funny. I think that we can easily see the growth because when we normally discuss here, we're like, oh, there's some available for both day tickets. Sat- Saturday's completely gone. Both days have completely gone. And now it's just Sunday tickets available, which shows that demand is there, um, which I've got to say is another big thing for your team that, you, the demand is there and like you say no doubt with announcements that keep getting made surely now your line's getting busier and busier every show that people are trying <laughs> to get that last minute unbelievable cancellation which just never happens because everyone wants to be there yeah it's it's odd we're, we're pretty close to Sunday selling out as well which I know we did the week of last time and we've increased capacity by by 25% even though it's we, we've gone a little bit more than 25% bigger venue we 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 kind of again we took feedback we, we could sell more tickets we've chosen not to we want there to be that little bit more space space everyone out a little bit more um one thing while, while we're speaking about space is we're going to have a cloakroom this time so if people are bringing their bags their big coats their their luggage you can check that in for the day um again just another thing which just to help people out just get their stuff out of the way they don't need to worry or be in a, a safe secure location um for the day um and you, you can come back out get stuff from it if need be but um yeah in terms of new additions it's not quite as big as the kids zone or the <laughs> vr um a cloakroom but it's just another kind of thing we've kind of added to to make the day run a little bit smoother and i know the biggest bit of feedback we almost always get is too cramped in that first section and unless we want to sacrifice a lot of tables which given the demand for tables is, is so huge um we'd rather not do that so we kind of thought outside the box and said well especially when people will probably be bringing massive coats and the amount of suitcases which people bring because we're fortunate enough to have people come from all over the uk and europe so um yeah it's just another small addition yeah, I was going to say, it's like always, there's always different bits going on. It's not always the biggest of changes that make that biggest impact. But like I said, for people who haven't seen it, obviously it does go, you don't realise how much was behind that black curtain. So I think people are really going to realise it once they get to it and they can, they're going to look down the whole way now. Um, obviously for people who haven't been all the way down there, is there going to be, for the actual floor plan itself, is there any big changes to that with the, obviously the growth or is it mainly going to be a similar plan with the extension of the further tables 
Yeah, so the, the floor plan in terms of the first two-thirds now, we'll call it, is almost the exact same. Um, obviously, we can't put the trade corner in the, the whatnot area where it was because that's now walkthrough. Um, so we put war uh, the whatnot area in the champagne bar, which they were very uh, very happy about. I told them that they can't tuck in. Um, but um, yeah, so they're up there now, and the trade corner is now simply just at the back right corner of the new size. Um, so we've been able to get a few more islands in, hence the additional 60, 60 odd tables. Um, but we could have we've got a again a signing area down there where. We're really, really fortunate to have um, Veronica Taylor coming down, the voice of Ash, which is which is huge for us. Um, such a big kind of figure in the Pokemon world. And I'd really, it's the direction we want to move in, getting more signings there. Um, Sports Stars is definitely something which we're looking at, but it's a lot harder. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's people often say in America, um, it's, it's, it's quite easy to get signings because they've got what, four or five massive sports to, to get um, signings and retirees from. Whereas if I was to bring a, uh, a retired cricket star or, or rugby star down, I don't think they'd get a whole load of interest, unfortunately. So um, demand for on a Saturday for high-end footballers current, they're probably either playing or travelling and retired ones there, chances are they're, they're doing some punditry. So it is tricky where eagerly looking and um yeah i uh, again i don't want these these sports people to think we're just prioritizing tcg because it's a lot harder it's a lot easier to get a retired actor or a retired voice actor or or artist down than it is a, a sports star so yeah we are looking at that but we're, we're massively massively honored to, to have veronica down it's such a big name in the industry as i said that was a massive thing when i said i've and always know when saying it's been announced or saying it's the London Card Show, when I see so many stories on Instagram <laughs> with the little circle around it, I loaded up today at lunch at yeah. work. It's like, oh, thanks, happened here. So even that, the feedback from that just seems to be Instagram has gone down very, very well. Yeah, it's it's huge. We're very privileged to have such a good, yeah, loyal kind of customer base um and i think it's one of those where even if you are a sports collector you, you did probably at some point watch pokemon and just her talking will, will be nostalgic for you so um yeah that that's quite cool having her down um and we again we're, we're pretty sure we're gonna get a locana artist down as well we're just dotting the i's and crossing the t's with that as well so that will probably be announced in the in the coming days a little bit late but better late than ever eh? yeah Definitely, definitely. I think if we said that to you all the time, you'd definitely say 100% agree with that statement, especially when you don't realise it's the week of the show already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I've got to say, obviously, yeah. another one of the go-to locations at the show is the tuck shop, but also the merchandise that you do sell for the lunch time, which some people don't realise. I've got a perfect example behind me, the third down displays card stands, but there is a new T-shirt design with the new branding on it, which has been teased on the uh, Instagram page, but... Is that something as well that you always like to do, is trying to give that aspect that people can actually represent the London Card Show wherever they go, if they please? Well, yeah, that's the thing. Speaking of the, the stands, we obviously the new logo, um, which, again, the feedback we got off that was brilliant. Um, so we're going to have new logo stands as well, um, brought to you by the down the, the boys. So really big thank you for them for, for helping us produce them. But, yes, the merch is going to be brilliant. Um, 
again unbelievable feedback so far on it um it's really cool down down to the p1c team who does our kind of promotions now um so a big big thank you to them we're, we're really eagerly kind of looking forward to hearing and seeing and hopefully see people wearing that kind of feedback the staff will be wearing those t-shirts just with team member on um and yeah just about every every team member is asked could, could they have one and and uh, just about everyone i've spoken to in terms of the hobby has said they'll be certainly be grabbing grabbing one or two because they are really cool they are the, the design on the back is is pretty epic yeah i've got to admit when i say it, it's when i remember picking up one from the last show obviously it was a black brand of just the logo so now I see like the development as well within not even just the actual show but the merchandise that goes with it it shows you how much of an like organization i think it would probably take me about three months to design one t-shirt so not alone doing that with the show obviously we just close it on to this show and obviously now we're looking forward i tell you, obviously the dates for the next show have they been announced or is there anything like that that people could because no doubt people are gonna have to potentially start circling it in their calendar because it's uh it's at three months and a half goes quick yeah, it's again. This this show is a little bit later, a little bit over the three months, um, mainly because we wanted enough time to make sure that this expansion went well. Um, so it's going to be a little bit of a shorter turnaround to the next show. So it's the uh, the tenth and eleventh of February, I believe. It's either the tenth, eleventh, the eleventh and twelfth um, of Feb. So yeah, don't worry. It's it's not the any time in that ghastly January period where everyone's skimp because of Christmas. Um, so yeah. Early Feb, um, so we'll be releasing tickets pretty soon after, um, uh, after after this show because of the the quick turnaround. Um, so yeah, uh, I'd I'd love to say eyes are already on that, but unfortunately, this show is going to be such a, a a big step up, which we can't wait for. But at the same time, we we want, just want to put all of our attention and focus on that now. Yeah, and I'll go anything from you. Hey, any other questions you'd like to ask? Obviously. Uh, you're not you're not turning up for the first part sadly you're just doing the trade night like that's the new thing but uh, unless a holiday pops up we've got any questions yeah, for about the, this weekend um i guess ace the only thing is without putting you on the spot is i guess in terms of the you spoke we listened sort of criteria um is there anything you've done for the show where you got uh, a chunk of feedback from the last show that you've then implemented going into into this show to guess rectify those those sort of opinions. Um, I know obviously in the prior show you had sort of the, the wait to get in. Also, you then changed over to, to Eventbrite to have a quick, easy scan of QR code you're in um, in terms of to speed up that process. Also, I know you've put in the cloakroom this time. But I guess is there anything additional to that where, again, that you spoke, we listened criteria comes into comes into play? Yeah, yeah, we, we have it. So we've gone from obviously Eventbrite, oh, sorry, from just name and id to eventbrite and then we went to a certain amount of vendors um from each kind of genre and we now really tried to do it based on islands we've kind of we didn't want to it's a horrible word but kind of segregate things to go just sports one end just tcg the other um because then all of a sudden you've got some that are both some which don't really like that so we, we're going to try and the floor plan to the best of our ability based on what people have said um we're doing it on islands so hopefully there's going to be certain islands well there is going to be certain islands which are just sport and certain islands which are just tcg kind of another step into what people kind of have said um i didn't mind it when it was mixed but at the end of the day the show is for the collector and we've got a lot of feedback that has said well it's a middle ground between it being mixed and between it just being two 
completely different areas. So, um, yeah, we, we're going to do it based on Ireland this time, see how that goes, um, see what kind of feedback we get and kind of go from there. Um, and again, another thing on site grading is a massive, massive topic. Um, we always get asked and there will be questionnaires going around this time. So when you're leaving, hopefully, <laughs> the staff are doing what they should be doing. There should be a couple of <laughs> people with iPads um, asking you to fill out a quick questionnaire. Um, I can't say too much about that, but the more people that do it, the more chance we're going to have a rather large company being down and doing on-site grading because there's advanced talks going on about that um, and, and getting them down certainly for for, for the May show, um, if not for the February show. We always get the podcast exclusives, don't we? We love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like I say, it's going to be another bump. Obviously, people are listening haven't got the tickets. Be quick. It might By the time you're listening to this, there might be nothing available. Obviously, at the moment of recording, which is the Monday, there is cert, very limited availability for the Sunday and obviously trade night as well. But, hey, it's obviously from your perspective, is there anything you'd like to say to the people obviously heading down or anything like that? A nice closing message because... Uh, Next time we hear from you, it might be just seeing you ping around with an earphone in. Yeah, <laughs> normally that is the case. Um, no, it's look forward to it, enjoy it. Thank you as always for the support and advance the tickets we've sold. We're, we're going to be in excess of 4,000 tickets sold come the show. Um, so it's, it's the biggest show the UK and Europe has seen. So we're just so grateful that we keep... <laughs> being the go-to show where people want to come to both for TCG and for sports and we just any feedback good or bad please do let us know um, because we do want to carry on growing we, we don't see there's being a ceiling to this we want to keep growing giving you the show you want um, and just growing to mold into what is hopefully a long time and and prosperous show for for the UK and for Europe but yeah a, bit, a big thank you in advance and, and I hope everyone enjoys it yeah, like I say, from me and Harry and obviously all the listeners, we, A, we look forward to seeing you, but we wish you the best of luck for this show and obviously the upcoming shows as well because no Thank doubt you. it's all right. Like The success only is going to keep building, so we wish you all the best. And like I say, thanks again for making the eighth appearance. I think we're going to have to <laughs> arrange like, a testimonial sound for you in a minute. <laughs> Works for me, mate. It's always a pleasure being on, and yeah, thank you for the invite. But like we say, up next we are joined by our lovely sponsors, but also... One of the lovely vendors at the London Car Show, third down the space. So we'll be right back in a second. Yes, now, and we are back with the second part. And obviously, we are powered by third down space, and we're getting a double power up now because they're joining us live and long for the road because they've had a load of shows. And it's only a quiet weekend this weekend with probably about 1,500 people on the Saturday, probably soon on the Sunday. So um, are you stocking up on energy drinks, coffee, and good night's sleep? The, the sleep might not be the case. Uh, we all know what happens there. The pub happens and the sleep comes second. Uh, but yeah, Red Bull, coffee, the combination, um, anything to get you through. I reckon a fair few Haribos will be eaten throughout the course of the Saturday. And uh, as athletes, I'm sure the odd apple. Ah, yeah, we, well, we'll, we'll skip the apples. Uh, we, we promote healthy eating, but we'll skip the apples at the London Card Show. But obviously, before we look ahead to this weekend's uh, unbelievably stacked show, we look back at the last one because it was obviously a much bigger show. It was absolutely crammed again. So how did the last show go from a third down perspective? Because every time I come over, you was busy. And poor old Ben obviously had his new service that he was trying out at London Card Show. And he, uh, 
I did go over a few times and I see some big cars he was working on, so I didn't want to distract him too much. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's fair to say he's got nerves of seal now with, with some of the cards with he's been cleaning this last well, this last quarter. Mm-hmm. Break it into quarters, card show quarters. Um so yeah, obviously lodged the, the cleaning at, at London uh, properly uh, and then done it at the show since and, and it'll be back again uh, this weekend um, at London. So yeah, come over, check it out and uh, prep those cards for grading. And uh, But always first, just ask us about it, ask us for his opinion on, on whether we think it's worth that uh, and, and going down that road because obviously it can't work miracles, but it, it can do a, a solid job of, uh, of the majority of stuff. Yeah, obviously, like when we talk about grading preparation for cards, and everyone, a lot of people just send it off. Um, one for them who used to just send it off before actually looking at the card in detail because it's always worth looking at, obviously, talking to you. But have, has it surprised you the amount of people actually taking interest, especially at shows? Because it's obviously easy, you can get a kit yourself, obviously, what you do, you do supply. However, once you know how to use the kit to an expert level, you can really get that additional. 0.51 grade out of it which can take it from a 100 pound card to a 400 pound card or even a 10 pound card to a 30 pound card yeah especially at the minute you know we, we know the difference psa 9 to psa 10 sort of 3 4x isn't it most of the time depending on the player um so yeah it's definitely the it, it's one of those you, if you're a heavy grader and grade multiple times a year multiple cards then then it's definitely worth getting one yourself, cleaning all those cards, sending them off. It, it's one of those, it won't work on every card. It's not It's not a miracle. Um, but if you send 20 cards off and it increases three or four from that nine to a 10, you've paid for that, you've paid for that kit four, fivefold. Um, and then and the beauty of this service that we're offering now is for those that grade maybe two cards a year, three cards a year. Um, so only grade now and again, um, can, can bring the card along and give themselves that that best opportunity of of hitting that that 10 uh, guaranteeing that nine because uh, there's not worse is that when, when you send a card off you think you think oh yeah that looked good and it comes back a five that that moment when you open that email and you see five like that uh, yeah uh, it's now worth three pence yeah, I've been in that shoes very frustrated. I have been in them, and then you look at the card and you're like, "What could what could I do to it?" And then, you, like you say, you you don't realize like it could even be a little bit of just a little bit of glue on it from the pack. It obviously for PSA they just see it as seen. Whereas if you know what you're looking for, and obviously like you say, a trained eye, it's crazy. And like you say, it's a great thing, especially some of these bigger items. Especially oh, one of the cards I've got in my back. Some of the sapphires that do honestly pop in the color you won't realize sometimes there's a layer over it until you obviously prepare the card for grading that it then you just see that extra sparkle and it actually just makes that card that much nicer to look at even if it was fantastic beforehand yeah it's that that little bit of a a polish i suppose well it is a polish isn't it that that fine little bit wax you put over the top it's it's, it's a polish and and that's the effect it gives it. And, and it's one of those like we we know, especially when you send to PSA, it's, it's graded by eye. It's not done on a on a machine, anything like that. And and if certainly from my perspective, I was the person stood there grading, you can tell that this card looks immaculate. Could you possibly be more lenient when you do it? We know that it's done by eye, who knows? 
uh, what goes on through that grading process unless you work there or, or have them in-depth conversations with them. Um, but yeah, it's for me, it's all about giving yourself the best chance at getting those results and um, yeah, having a bit of fun with it. Yeah, obviously, and that's only just like the tip of the iceberg of the different stuff you're going to have available or at the show, because no doubt, obviously, the card supplies in general has, since last time the card show, obviously, has grown, I wouldn't even say tenfold, it's probably a lot more than tenfold, obviously, acquiring Big H Trading Card Company's stock, which was an abundance, to say the least. So, obviously, card supplies are not, very strangely, never the easiest thing to actually find when you need them. So, do you find now as well that that's such a bigger part of the actual business as well because people just always need top loads they always need penny sleeve or team bags it's, there's so much supplies that you don't actually realize until you need them yeah especially more in the, the, the sports scene and with all the different sets that get released different sizes all the different card stock that's used um, and half of the time um, it's sort of an educational part as well where they're coming to you like I've got this do you know what size it is like with Merlin with the match balls no one knew what sizes it were. They were like, is it is it 180? Is it 360? Is it, what is it? And it's like, not fits 260 perfect, straight in the 260 top loader on mag, perfect for you. Um, and it's and it's one of those, it's it's been there, been available when, when people have got the questions where they're not too sure on on what size the card is and, and all that sort of thing where you can help them, which is why the, the sizing guide um, that we've been giving out at the last lot of shows is, is really important and, and we put that in every parcel we send out um, in related to card supplies. Um, so it helps those people be able to identify themselves what size those cards are. Um, and then it's sort of helping everyone else. So you, you're not going out there and buying three or four different size top loaders because you're not sure what you need. You can you can buy what you need. You can be in and out, do your shopping, job done, um, all in one place. It is. I, like you say, especially some of these sets now, what it is, you can have 35 points in it, 55 points, 75 points, 100 points, 130, and then all the way up to some of them, you know, you even get like 360 points. And you're like, how? I've literally got one of the eminence cards here. And I'm like, you don't realize how thick some of the cards are until you open the pack. I think a perfect example has been, is like the Merlin Chrome because everyone's expecting, oh, it's going to be around the 55 point. We know that. And then, like you say, you get the, the ball ones, but it's until the product's released. No one has an actual idea what they need. And you see it with breakers or people who are in the hobby trying to break it. That No one has an idea. And it's literally a case of, right, we're going to have to see when this is released, what point it is, what stuff's in it, what patches. And then dare I even mention the word booklets, because that's an even a bigger trouble because you've just no idea with them. They're just not even being made, them top yeah. loaders. We've got, we've got some top loaders in, the mags. I mean, I've seen my rocking horse. Um, then I have top of the booklet mags recently. Um, but yeah, they they are the thing is the sensational cards out there, but they just can't decide decide um, what size they want to make them. Yeah, I remember picking up a National Treasure D'Angelo Russell one, and it's come in this lovely little box, and I was like, well, I kind of want to show. Like I said, it was the mission of a lifetime. Like people think chasing down the last card of a rainbow is tricky. They don't realize that then once you find the top loader, you've got to make sure it's got a sleeve for the card, which is even harder to find. And then and then I was like, oh, right, I've got these both together. I'll, I'll wait, hold on. It's sold out and won't be in stock for another 10 months. I was like, sorry. And then, like I say, you educate yourself and you realize these booklets are fantastic. However, 
you've got no chance of Stockholm, especially now with some of these trifold ones. Yeah, I've, I've genuinely, I've, I've not even seen stuff for that. But it's, it's mad. It's mad. I mean, they're fantastic. And there's quad ones and there's there's one that's got eight sections to it as well in, out of one of the American products. Like, madness. But, yeah, they'll keep bringing crazy things out like that. And and then it's, yeah, how, how do you keep it safe, I suppose, is, yeah. is what you've then got to look at. Is, I think the perfect example as well is we've seen it with like flagship, for example, as well, of they have these box topper cards as well, which you don't realise until you go, oh, I've got a perfect example actually here of uh, one from an NBA product. And you're like, you'd see the picture and you think, oh, it's just a normal size card. And then you, for relativity, for people watching on, you put a normal size card on and you're like, well, now I've got to find a top loader and a sleeve for them. So how... We've got them in stock. See, this is where it perfectly leads on, like, does it ever stop for you trying to work out different sizes? And it's not even just cards. You've got to look at programs now. You've got to look at tickets as well, to name a few. So surely you're just an ever long in search for supplies just to be able to help people out. Well, with with the bigger stuff, obviously it don't get used that often. So you, a lot of the time you've got to buy a case. So you then sat on that case for yeah. nine months, 12 months to go through it. So it's not it's not too bad. Um, but, but yeah, when you see something new come out and you're like, how are we going to find something that, that fits in that? I mean, nine out of 10 times you find something and, and it works. Like with the booklets, you get the top loaders, you can get the sleeves, you can get the bags to put obviously the, the top loaders in, um, to, to keep them safe. And, and I suppose it's, it's trying to give people that option. Um, the, the little box you're on about the like, um hinge boxes out there um sort of the different size ones that it's it's more the, the horizontal booklet um that i think it's a hundred a hundred card hinge box that that they fit in if you want to keep it that way rather than a top loader uh but it's i suppose it's one of those you've got to the inventory at the minute is huge purely so there's something for for everything that that's there and giving people those options and talking about having a load of stocking before we talk to the, the custom stands which i could talk about forever obviously the co my co-host said not here today it could it would have to have me to ask about a certain product it's just natural that he's gonna want it because like i say now there's been advances with them as well for thickness and also inserts so obviously most people will know we're talking about slab mags which is the nickname for ha cars uk but now as well you can get inserts put in it so you don't actually need it to be graded you can actually have actual normal cars now in it which look absolutely incredible as well yeah especially and i, I think it's more that the low numbered the one of ones that sort of stuff mm. uh, where you know grading probably isn't the right thing to do with it, it it's it's one not going to increase the value two you might know the cards way high and yeah. it's going to come back to six and that's just going to cause detriment to the value of, of the card where you can keep it in a mag, you can pop it in the insert and, and it can pop that way. Um, so like like if you decided with a stainer uh, behind you, you could pop that with maybe even a red insert in a gold slab mag and it sort of pops that way. And, and you sort of play around with it then, lots of the different coloured inserts mm. um, with the slab mag and you sort of play around with the cards in, flip cards out um, as and when you add them and bring new stuff into your collection. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the one of ones especially, because 
it's such an interesting discussion point that no doubt people can have for like all and on all night. You grade, you keep raw, and like you say, now with the option of slab mags, I've got a gold slab mag already, and I did have a little look yesterday. I put it the, like the even though it's an SGC one, I put it in with the semi rigid just to see what it looked like. And like you say, it does pop in the slab mags. It, like just because you need more protection, especially on the one ones, you love a bit of protection on them cuts. But do you, uh, how are you seeing them products? I remember when they was first coming over to the UK, it was a bit skeptical people, but it seems to be doing quite well. Obviously, no doubt you had to tag him because he needed to know it was upload, like getting more stock in for him, probably especially on Sunday. So if anyone is going to the show, make sure you pick up your slab mags on Saturday because it might be cleaned out by a certain feather on the Sunday. So are you seeing a lot more people up, like uptaking in slab mags, especially for raw cards now as well as the graded? Yeah, I think I think as we said, maybe one or, or two blood and specials back when, when they came over sort of initially. Um that, that it was it was a bit slower, people were a bit skeptical. Um, but now people are seeing more of it, they're seeing the the advantage to it and understanding the not only the, the aesthetics to it, um, but the actual benefits you have, the, the extra UV protection allowing you to display these cards that are obviously dear to you and, and obviously contain good value, that you can display these now and display them in the slab mag and, and you know they're protected. Um, and I think that's, that's a, the main thing for a lot of people now. Yes, it looks cool and, and there's no doubt in that colour match it or or a bit of a different colour to make it pop a bit more, or whatever you decide to go with that. Um, but that added protection just—it's an absolute, an absolute bonus as well. I understand. I agree. Like, I have a few cars on display here, which naturally, when it's not too bad in the winter months when it's dark by pretty much four o'clock. But then, like you say, in the summer, you still want to have a look at your cars. But then everyone's always wary of the UV light. So I always recommend slab mags. I've got one of my Chrome cards autos in there. And it's just, like I say, it looks brilliant, more protection from your cards. And it, nothing looks better than when you put them on a custom stand as well. And I think one of my favourite things to always do at London Car Show is to look at your wall of custom stands to see all the different colours and different designs. Now, obviously, now there's a podium design as well, which looks absolutely incredible. So well, I will always say this, but always just keep getting better and better. And there's so many good ideas now with the new print here as well that, it opens so, so many more possibilities what people can do. Yeah, with, with the direct print, that was sort of the, the main game changer. You've got the, the Leah Williamson and, and the others on that one behind yeah. you. Um, it sort of just it allows that exact logo, your, your exact colours, and, and, and rightly so, people can be sort of protective and uh, really want their, their brand colours, their pantones that they've got set. That's what they want. They want them colours. Um, and and this allows us to do that, allows us to give you that's that's what you've sent, that's exactly what you're going to get. Whereas when you 3D print logos, it, it does have that factor of these are the only purples that are available. Unfortunately, we can't do that exact colour. You can't request it. And, and even if you did request it, the colour it looks like when you get the real isn't always the colour it looks like once it's printed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's, it's definitely a, a game changer. Like the podiums of the F1 guys love them. Um, obviously, it, it fits lovely with the F1 stuff. Uh, and then the stadiums that have, they've gone down really well as well recently. A lot of the the whatnot breakers that do single streams and 
on the even on the brakes they can have their six cards all displayed all on one one stand in the stream and it, it just worked perfect for them and they can have the little single stand next to it um which they do run the giveaways off and, and all that sort of stuff so yeah it's all about giving them that option um to sort of set their stream up in, in whichever professional way that they want to do it yeah, because I remember the first time when I ordered them, like you say, it was a certain colour range you could order. But now there's such a wide variety of things. And I would recommend everyone go and look at this, all the different custom stands you can do, as well as the weekly poster. It's brilliant where you just put all the new ones out because you get ideas in like different colours. And what you don't realise, like, especially if you collect the rainbow, you can have matching colours to the stands to the rainbow colours. It's it, literally there's so many different options now. It's just you've got to have that creative brain. Um, no doubt that's not my biggest strength in the world so i look at the other ones and be like right i can use that idea i can use that one then you try and pass it as your own but like i say just touching on them podium one it's a fantastic idea especially obviously f1 it makes sense but some of the football collectors i don't think are utilizing these as much as i'm need to pick one up because to be able to display three cards on the same stand at the same time with all your color schemes everything what a brilliant idea who's going to take um credit for that one like do we do it feels we just give it to you because you're you're here so he's a guy called IRD Cards. <laughs> he came to us, he was like, could you do this? This is the idea I've got. Um, and, and like a lot of times, um, it's not necessarily my wonderful brain um, that gets us there. Um, a lot of the times it is someone that drops a message. Is this possible? Can we do this? Can we do that? Um, and it sort of goes from there. Um, similar to the to the two-tier stadium we've got, there's, there's also a one-tier stadium. Um, which is sort of ideal if you want to display cards all in a row. But there's obviously there's the wall mounts and the, the single card stands. But if you know you've got this area, this is what you want. You want your little logo on the front, whether it's the team you support, the player you've got on it, or your Instagram handle, your eBay handle, whatever you want to put on that. And then you can then display those three cards on it next to each other. Or you can put two next to each other, display six cards. Um, it leaves, leaves them options open. And uh, 100%, like you said, about the uh, rainbow, especially now the, the price on the direct print ones, we've been able to bring the price right down on those stands. So it's £10 a stand um, with your logo, whatever you want on it, um, sent over and, and on. Um, it makes it much more affordable, uh, really, to, to complete that rainbow. I mean, it's easy work for you when it's only four cards. Uh, some of these where you've got mosaic rainbows that are, 50 odd cards it's yeah slightly different then yeah. um, but at the same time it's it's going to take you a fair few years to complete that rainbow yeah, like I say, it's always fascinating. I was going to say, people always wonder about what stock you do at, but I always recommend go over to the website as well, especially prior to just have a look around because that's where you actually have a look at the stands as well and you can work out what to do. But then the most important thing is just ask questions, whether it's on Instagram or at the show. It's still the best way, especially when you're doing the custom stands. Just ask you guys because you're the ones who print them. You know most about it and you can be the ones that, like you say, someone might come with you with an idea and you might be able to do the printing. So it's always best, you think, to reach out to you first of all just have a little conversation at a card show because you can get so much more done rather than just thinking about it yourself. Yeah, especially it's it's one of those, isn't it, where you can just drop us a message, um, both for me and all of us. Um, I mean, it'll definitely be me that answers. Um, Ben's, Ben's working too hard. Um, we, we only let him out at weekends um, <laughs> when, it's, when it's card shows. Uh, the rest of the time, he's, he's locked away working. Um, so, yeah, we can go back and forth, work out, does it work? Will it not work? Sort of 
what are we thinking? And um, yeah, some some of the best best products and, and the best ideas come out of those conversations. And and the likelihood is the idea you've got, we've had a similar, or we might not have even thought of that. And then by the time we get to the product at the end, it's probably nothing like we initially spoke about. But we've we've got to that through through talking, through knocking ideas back and forth, through some probably ridiculous drawings on pieces of paper that look nothing like they're supposed to look um because neither of us are artists um but yeah it's it's always fun and there's no better than coming up with a new product and uh introducing it to people and and seeing what people's feedback is uh, it's always fun yeah like i say i always look forward to seeing the new stuff and like when you do bring a new product range out it's always one of them you're like oh, i wish i would have thought of that idea and it's always one that makes sense I remember when the, the helmet stands come out, I was like, great idea. You put my helmet on that cricket bat once and put my, like everything. I was like, well, I could use that. I could use it. And like you say, sometimes it's just someone stating the obvious or an idea and it works for a great product. But obviously just closing now on the London car show, obviously this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, you're obviously going to look forward to it. But is there, are you going to try, even if you can for five minutes, try and delve away from your table? Are you going to try and pick up anything this weekend or try and, moving items or even trades and stuff at trade night you know me i'll be shopping um well both other halves are coming so the budget will probably be less than if, if me and ben was on um, which is probably safer to be honest um but also means that they'll be buying things for themselves which is possibly more dangerous as well um but yeah there's a couple of cars i've got coming back there's a, a mudrick for 10 um that's graded a 10 um that I'm sure LGL or Lav will uh, be interested in. Um, so, yeah, maybe it'd look to move a few pieces on, maybe pick a few more NFL pieces up, um, see what cricket's about. Because um, that, that on-demand set that came out in the summer went down really well. Um, I know Redders has 900,000 of the cards, uh, maybe the entire lot. Uh, I don't know how much is left for everyone else. Um, maybe a bit of vintage cricket, uh, if there's any of that about. Um, I picked up a Don, Don Bradman at Southampton. Um, maybe pick up, maybe look for a Shane Warren, a Satchin, something like that. Um, so yeah, have a have a mooch around. Probably be the Sunday, Saturday, you don't get a chance to move. Um, we'll be calling you over to go, go on a food run for us, Rob. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday time shopping day. Just wave your hand, you'll just see like a couple of burgers come flying. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I say, it's going to be a great show. And obviously, for anyone who obviously should buy now, they definitely know who you are because otherwise it might be your first episode, but you obviously they would have heard it at the beginning. But where's the best place, even just for a bit of a look prior to the London culture, what's the best places for them to find you? So website, uh, www.thirddown.co.uk. Instagram is third down displays facebook's third down displays twitter's third down displays um but yeah mainly sort of the website instagram um and yeah any questions any ideas anything you want um you can yeah drop us a message um there's still pre pre-orders click and collect that's what i'm looking for uh click and collect's available uh, especially for like supplies that sort of stuff um in terms of printed stuff we're probably on release of this a bit too close to London to turn that round. Um, but drop us a message, especially if it's sort of a, a Walmart football display because you've got a signed ball or 
a Walmart boot display because you've got a boot you scored a hat trick with or your kids scored a hat trick and you want to display his boot, that sort of stuff. You've probably still got time to turn that round for you to, to collect on the, the Saturday or the Sunday. Um, so, yeah, if in doubt, drop us a message and, and yeah, we'll, as always, do us best to, to, to rework the matrix and, and get it to you. Yeah, like we say, you always head over to our bio where the link is to their website. And I'd say definitely go check it. And also, if you're at the car show, you're going to see it straight line as you walk in. It's going to be pride and place right in front of the staircase to the toilets. But what we'd like to say, the crossroad between the outside and the other side. So that's what we'll go with rather than next door to the toilets. <laughs> yeah, before the stairs. <laughs> before the stairs. But like we say, thank you ever so much. And obviously, we look forward to seeing you this weekend. And if you do see Harry on the Sunday, can you please keep a running check for me and let me know how many he buys? Because no doubt he'll tell me he's only bought one where he's probably bought 10. I'll update you throughout, don't worry. Every time. I reckon you've heard it here first, four. Four. That's actually quite good. We might do a sweep state. We should probably put that up on the story on, on the Sunday. Just not tell him and see what he gets up to. But like we say, we can't wait. We wish you all the best of luck. And hopefully it'll be another fantastic London car show for yourselves. Hopefully so, mate. Definitely looking forward to it. And uh yeah, one more show after London and then that'll be it until after Christmas. Oh, then it goes feet up and then it all starts all over again, just like it never happened. Like it never yeah. ended. But 29th like, of January, that's the next one after that. It's already He's really got the countdown on. But like we say, obviously, thanks so much for that. Space. And like we say, always been privileged to have him on, especially now powering up the Top Load podcast. So if you do want any of that stuff, do head over to the website, head over to the Instagram or in person, head to the London Car Show. But up next, we are joined by the one and only GBW as he talks everything about the car show. But also, Harry's actually rejoining us for a change. He might have been on the first part and the third part. He can't do a full episode, but we'll catch you in a moment. And now on to the final part of the London Car Show special. And me and Harry, yet again, joined by a very special guest who's getting a bit of a regular around, around these parts. He might be taking up a residency soon. So, Mr. GBW, how are you doing again, my friend? Um, uh, you know what? I'm feeling great. Let me know how much I owe for rent um, on the podcast. And um, yeah, no, it's great to be back. Uh, a great podcast, as we know. And uh, hope you're both doing well, because obviously Harry wasn't there the last time I was on. So nice to see you. Yeah. Don't say it wrong. Don't say it. Uh, no, I'm not going to refer to it. I'm just going to refer to another podcast uh, that Harry did appear on last week. And that's on oh. our good friend Patrick Mahone's podcast, The Card Show. Uh, where you actually did get a bit slandered, didn't you, on that one, H? Just got to throw that in there while we... It follows uh, me everywhere. It follows me everywhere, I swear. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get a break wherever I go. Oh, no. Uh, But like I say, it is obviously London Car Show this Saturday and Sunday at Escher Racecraft, which has come around silly quick, like usual. So, H, obviously you're there the Sunday, I'm the Saturday. Don't worry, guys, there's not no rift or anything. There's nothing going on. It's just I can't go to Sunday and he can't go to Saturday, which is very good for... I mean, very bad for me. Um, so, but H, how much are you looking forward to it? Uh, obviously, you wasn't at the last one because you're sunning yourself somewhere in Southern Europe. There it is. I was waiting for it. <laughs> um, but also, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's add to the point. Obviously, I wasn't at the, the last London card show. So it's been a very long time for me since my, my last card show. So, yeah, it's uh, definitely uh, definitely long overdue uh, visit back down to, to Sandown. So it's going to be a very good show. And obviously, uh, from what we've seen so far on socials and from sort of word of mouth and stuff, it's... Uh, a lot going on, obviously, the extended full uh, full floor now. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a, a wicked show. Very much looking forward to uh, 
to get down there and probably spending every budget I had set aside for Christmas presents on myself. Um, but no, yeah, very much looking forward to it. It'll be good to get down and see everybody again and, and uh, yeah, have a fun and so I'm sure busy Sunday. Yeah, like I say, it's always fun and games. And the, honestly, the clock just goes round so quick while you're actually in there. And then you realise that you haven't eaten, you haven't drunk, and, and you're just knackered. So especially for you, Jack, because no doubt it's not just for you the fact of you're just going to have a table and you're buying a set and you're going to be walking around. But also you have quite a lot of people talking to you as well during the show. So it must be even more exhausting for you at London Coast, especially the Saturday one where it's, it's at full capacity as well. Yeah, like... I don't think people realise you haven't vended before. You've got to set it all up on the in the morning. You've got to get up really early as well. I'm not used to getting up early. A lot of people are. I, I have, I'm lucky with my job. I don't have to get up early. <laughs> I work different hours. Um, and then you've got to just, yeah, it's just a long day, but yeah. very rewarding at the same time because you meet people you've only spoken to online and um, just an enjoyable experience at the end of the day. Um, and yeah, yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, like I say, obviously looking back up, we'll have a look at the previous couple of shows and what, what we would recommend, like we say, is very tiring. I think especially people go to their first one. I remember my first one, I just wore like my normal pair of trainers. Your feet will kill if you haven't got a nice, comfortable pair of walking trainers on. You know, I've racked up the mileage in that day. So, hey, is there any like tips or advice you'd give people, especially it might be their fifth show or their first show? Like what you'd like to say to make sure you start the day off in the best possible foot for the rest of it? Oh, um, I think the saying always goes is just don't sort of, you know, buy everything you see in the first five tables, I guess, is normally the, what me and you fail on the most run, I think. Um, you head straight, straight to any table that has women's and that's it, you're done for the day. Obviously, unless you go straight to the GBW table, then it's, 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 it's acceptable. Just saying. I mean, yeah, yeah, we can give you that. Yeah, as, as he's on the podcast, instead of charging rent, we'll just we'll say that's that's acceptable. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, I think yeah, I think you know, it's, it's one of the things where you just got to take it all in. Um, there's obviously a lot going on, a lot of people around, a lot of tables to see, a lot of cards to see, a lot of boxes to see, a lot of supplies to to look at. So yeah, it's not like a broken record and probably a bit of a boring advice, but it literally is just, I guess, take your time, take in your surroundings, speak to people. Um, you know, so I know it's probably a lot different for someone who may be at their first show or someone that may be their 10th show. Um, but, you know, I guess for us, obviously, so it looks a lot different because we've got everyone that we know down there and, you know, you'll congregate, you know, you're talking for for half hour. So, but I think, yeah, the, the best bit of advice is to take your time, take in your surroundings, know what's around you, um, wander around, see what's what, see, you know, where's where certain bits and pieces you want to look at, see where certain tables are you want to go and see. Um, I think I guess once you've done a bit of a bit of a lap round, um, you know where sort of where, where you're going to be going to. So that's probably my best bit of set yourself up for the day properly, I guess, if you like, and then head over and see uh, GBW afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I was just say one of the most tricky things I think when it comes to budgeting for a card show because it's so easy to get carried away, whether it's sealed wax, supplies, cards, grading, whatever it is. So. Obviously, Jack, it's not the easiest thing to budget a card show. You can be very easily distracted. And uh, I won't say on personal experience for you, because I know you do like opening a box anyway, but how hard is it actually <laughs> to budget a card? It's like going on eBay, but everything's right in front of you. You can get it immediately. It's so much more tempting to actually buy the stuff. It's it's actually horrible, especially if you're vendoring and you are selling boxes yourself. Uh, I mean, obviously, last London card show, I opened one of our Chronicles boxes, 
did get as a damn one of one auto. We don't talk about what happened with that in the end, but um, um, yeah, I, especially if you do an event after the card show where there's drinks involved and there is boxes ready to be open. Sports card social. I'm looking at you. Um, yeah, it can get a bit tricky budgeting. Is I do like a card at the end of the day. I tried so hard. <laughs> I, I try so hard to not buy the cards, but uh, I don't know. It's just, as you say, it's, it's easy. It's just uh, easy access. You've got the cards you want right in front of you. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's tricky. Yeah, I was going to say, I think all of us have been in this. Level. You think, oh, yeah, I've got this to spend. But then you go to the first table, you're like, oh, that's a really nice card. And then you go to about 30 tables in a row, and you're like, Oh, that's a nice card as well. And it's you can't just choose the one because then you'll feel bad leaving one behind. So I know I've had it at shows before. Lucky enough for me last night, there's a bit more women's cards and selections. I end up buying a bit more. But obviously, H, going in from perspective of F1, obviously trying to find the needle in the haystack for the Gunther Rainbow and then Arsenal cards as well. Like, do you set yourself like a certain thing for each area of your PC? Or is it more just like a hopefully there'll be something there? And Worst comes to the worst, you've just got more money for that certain establishment after the show. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I, so I don't necessarily, you know, work it out in terms of, oh, I'll put extra side for Arsenal, extra side for F1 or, you know, Gunther Steiner, et cetera. It's more just I go there with a number in mind um, and I hope that I stay within that number in mind uh, and then just sort of run with it from there. But, you know, some shows I've been to before and, you know, I bought one card and thought, yeah, cool, I'm, I'm done. I'm happy with that. Like, you know, we move on. Um, but there's been a couple of London shows before where I've gone in there and thought I could buy a card from every table I've been and looked at. So it's, it's sort of, it depends obviously what's what's out and show. Not a lot. I know a lot of people are getting uh, PSA submissions back or, you know, a lot of cards ready for the show this what, this weekend. Um, so I think, yeah, it's, it's going to be going to be a big one. Uh, there's going to be a lot of a lot on display, a lot to look through, a lot to see. So, yeah, I think it's just an overall probably budget in general. And then I guess, you know, generalise that and see where, where it takes you from there, really. Yeah, as I say, it's a massive one, especially for people who do both days. It's an even bigger task at hand. But as well, in between the two days of the normal show, you have the trade night, which is obviously a big one for, even though most people think, oh, it's just trading. A lot of buying and selling does go on there. So, Jack, obviously trade nights are very much a different experience. Sometimes it's a lot more mellower. Like you get to talk to a lot more people, especially some of the vendors who have been busy so they can actually talk to you, get some deals done. So obviously trade nights are a very different experience. And some people are a bit, a bit unsure or uneasy about the thought of doing a trade night. But what would you say about the trade night and why people should actually go to it? Because there's still tickets available for it. Well, at the end of the day, it is, it's a trade night, which usually means there's not as much money involved in it. It's like for like swaps or maybe a bit of cash in play with the to make the swap fair. But as yeah, it it makes it cheaper. So for example, if you spent an absolute ton during the day, um, and you've still got some cards of your own, for example, if you weren't vendoring uh, during the day, you can take some of the cards and uh, off them out to other collectors. There were people who were vendoring, like myself, for example who didn't have time to go around, look at cards. I can go to the trade night, see if there's anything which tickles my pickle and um, do a little trade for it or um, potential sort of cash and card deal. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's always a really good event, good vibes at a trade night, I always find. Um, I think you find your true collectors there um, at the end of the at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, definitely recommend it if anyone can pick up some tickets for it. Did I say, as of... This episode out there still to its available trade night. Most most of the time there is some available on the door as well, but always check 
the London Car Show on Instagram. They always keep you up to date with all the latest ticketing. But let's just move away from the actual show and obviously what we're going to be looking for at the show because people always find it interesting. But a lot of deals actually get done prior to the show. Then you arrange to meet up at the show or the vendors there and then you get the deals done. So obviously, H, without saying the Gunther Steiner, is there anything else that you're looking for at the London Car Show or even sometimes a new thing to PC? A lot of times you see stuff at a show in the previous one then you're like, you know, I might pick something up that in the distant future. I know a certain Disney product might be mentioned in the very in a very, very short time, but I think both of you might be looking out for Disney. Yeah, I think, you know, I think for, for me, I know I've got a story up, I think it was yesterday, um, that I'm trying to obviously collect the autos from the Arsenal uh, fan set, the tops released recently. So no doubt I'll end up picking probably another box or two up while I'm there on, on Sunday. Um, I'm probably not getting one auto. I'm not the luck that you're in one on your your pack openings at the moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's a, it's always Arsenal. I guess you know, no matter what what way I swing, it's always going to be Arsenal that I'm, I'm looking for. And then the uh, yeah, the infamous Gunther Steiner to five that I still cannot locate and still have no luck finding. Um, so if it pops up at London, it'll be an absolute miracle. So I'll be keeping an eye out for it. But you know, I'm not holding a holding my breath on that front. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, for me, it's just any, anything Arsenal, really. I said, predominantly, I'll see anything from the, the autos, from the, the the fan set. And then, yeah, anything Arsenal in general. But, um, you know, it's always good seeing a, a real, you know, overview and array of, of different cards that are there. And then, um, yeah, taking your pick from from those. And obviously, Jack, for you, I know your PC slowly, there's been an, well, quite a major addition since what probably the last London card show. Obviously, there's a certain player in the background for people who are watching along that you do PC, but... You might have an added incentive because like you're going to have a lot of these cards for sale, but also looking to pick them up as well. Uh, yeah, well, the main women I collect, obviously, it's women's cards for those who are unfamiliar. Um, Chloe Kelly and a bit of Georgia Stanway. Uh, the main one is Chloe Kelly, but she's brand new to cards pretty much. She's had, she's only been in two sets, I think, maybe three at a push. Um, so yeah, looking out for any cards of hers, Georgia Stanway cards, um, but she's not a priority. Uh, but anything cool. Um, standway wise, I'd definitely have a look at. Uh, obviously, Eze as well. I have got quite a lot of Eze already, so I've sort of died down on that collecting front at the moment. But any nice short prints and um, stuff like that, it's a shame he doesn't have many autos at the moment either. Uh, so I'm waiting for the new wave of sets, I reckon, for more Eze cards. And um, well, it, I mean, this is a this is the London card show. It's not just sports. So, um, Toy Story. If you've got any Toy Story cards, <laughs> do come and say hello to me. Uh, I yeah, I really want a Woody auto. That's the goal, and a Buzz, Woody and Buzz. That that's what I want um, to go alongside the other uh, Woody and Buzz cards I've got, and general Toy Story. So yeah, that's what I'm looking for. As I say, personally, losing to our next one. Obviously, there's this massive debate goes on between should it be more sports, should it be more TCG? But H, I think it's fascinating personally that when you walk around, I have zero idea about 95% of the TCG cars. I say, well, I end up looking at them because they're really cool artwork or trying to learn about them. So this debate was going on. Obviously, now it's been a lot bigger show. So it's going to be a, this 45 split again between sports, TCG, and then. 10% on the others, such as third down displays, the grading club and other ones. But don't you think it's good to have the mix and it's not always separate? Don't get me wrong, it's great to have the separated shows, but it's nice when it comes to the big show and you do have the mix of collectors because at the end of the day, some people do collect both. Yes, yeah, so I think an issue of what I said in obviously the, the card show podcast uh, in, in the week is, you know, you don't want to get to a point where every single show is completely segregated between sports and TCG. So I said you have those collectors that do collect both and you have the events like London where 
everyone comes together, you know, four times a year, uh, you know, the, the biggest card show in, in Europe. Um, and, you know, everything is there in one place, whether that be Funko Pops, TCG, supplies, soccer, whatever that is. Um, rather than having every single show completely separate, completely split and nothing that mixes, you know, everyone's there for the same reason in terms of the, the love for collecting cards. So, you know, you don't want to have every single show where nobody mixes, it's all completely separated and, and you know, sort of split between between the two. So it is, you know, that that time of year again where everyone comes together. It's the, the big London card show and everyone's in the same room and they're for the same reason. So, like I said, it's, it's, it's nice to have those little, the, the, the shows on the side that, you know, are predominantly sports or are predominantly TCG or, you know, don't have as much of a split. But then when you get to the show like London, you know, everything's in there in the same room together. Uh, it does sort of, you know, weigh it all out. Yeah, and like I say, this is now the first time at, actually that we're going full big room. Before we had the small room at the bottom, then we went to two thirds up top. Now it's the full thing. So, Jack, it's, it's the next evolution for the London car show. See, we've seen the growth. I remember all the way, even the first time it was at Sandown, it was unbelievable. With that little room, it was probably about... 85 yeah. degrees in there it was absolutely sweltering but now we've moved upstairs it's so much more air in there it's just great so you're looking forward now to seeing that next evolution and everyone's grown with the show and it just shows how much it's coming along within the very short period it's actually been in that main room and at Sandown in general yeah well I, I think the first one I went to was in October 2021 which was at the previous venue Tolworth was it yeah, yeah. Tolworth um and even that was quite a good little venue. And that that took me by surprise by how big this sort of thing was, even back then. Um, I didn't know card shows were a thing or there'd be that many people turn up to this type of thing. But even back then, um, a lot of people going through the doors, which is obviously why Harry has gone out and, you know, gone for a bigger venue and a really good space as well. And now he's utilising the full sort of room in that, top area i mean that's just it just speaks volumes that this is the biggest card show in europe um and i mean hats off to to harry and the gang for um putting on a good show every time and continuing the expansion with uh, everything they've done um behind the scenes yeah like i say and another announcement this week and obviously spoke to harry earlier about it is the introduction of the kids club because they want to be more folks around getting the younger collectors into the hobby and it's a great one to focus on because you do see it that there are kids walking about buying, buying, selling, and trading. No way at my age. When I was, when I was about seven, I would have been going up to someone trying to flip a card for double. I just bought it for. I'd have no chance doing it. But hey, just great to see them putting a focus as well, getting these younger collectors into the hobby because it can be a daunting thing, but also it's a very expensive one to start. So doing these fun games and interactive breaks and stuff is great to see. Yeah, I mean, you know, for, I think for a lot of us, this is where the love for cards and stickers come from. You know, when we were all, we were kids and we were completing sticker albums and the stickers are stuck upside down, sideways, couldn't get it within, in a straight line. And that's where I think it's all, it's all come from for me personally. Again, um, that's what I grew up with, with, with stickers and then gradually moved into match tax and, and so on and so forth. So, you know, to see so many families and, you know, younger collectors at these shows and starting off as, you know, it's, it's got such a wide variety of age wide variety of ages there um and yeah it's great to see there's so many events going on like i said for for the kids club and you know the the match stack event they have on the sunday as well and if, you know it's just there's so much there to attract 
families, younger collectors, and then just your, your, your general collectors as well. So there's something there for absolutely absolutely everybody. Um, you know, you can't you can't you know fault Harry in terms of his his target market. He's, he's nailed it on every every aspect. Yeah, and also I'm just going over to you, Jack, on this one. Obviously, it's always nice to look back on and how we think it's. But is there anything you've ever said that you'd like to have seen added to the show? It might even been have added now because there was a few things that we said in the past and like the team had already been four steps ahead of us and they'd already done it. But is there anything you'd like to see added to the London culture for future events? Uh, honestly, I can't think of anything. Mate. Obviously, the big thing is PSA being there, you know, them grading cards on site. That would be absolutely bonkers. Oh. That would be an even more expensive day out or weekend. <laughs> um, but I can, yeah. Other than that, I think it's... The stuff he adds is not stuff I'd necessarily say, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that. But when he does add it in, I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's perfect. So that, you know, everything they do add or remove or change in some sort of way is a justified sort of um, maneuver. So, yeah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I should have thought about this beforehand, but um, yeah, probably the PSA grading on site. <laughs> it would be, an, like we say, we're saying how we're trying not to spend the money, but no doubt if PSA went, oh, by the way, if you want to sub a few cards now, you can get them by four o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be absolutely lethal. <laughs> you could imagine you go to the first table and be like, oh, I could actually get this graded by four o'clock and then I could trade it at trade night. It could just bring up like such a oh, yeah, we can't get too carried away like that. Be, yeah, that, that's not um, too much. Oh, unbelievable idea. But like we say, obviously this Saturday and Sunday is the London Card Show. Obviously, we'll all be there in some capacity at some point. But like we say, everyone, if you can try and get down, obviously Saturday tickets are sold out. I think there's very limited weekend tickets left if you want to come down to both days, or always check their Instagram because sometimes they do list up some tickets on the Saturday. Or say, come along, there's a few walk-ins. But any last few words, H, about looking forward to this weekend or just in general about the London Card Show? Yeah, I mean, so we've probably pretty much covered most, most aspects, but it's going to be a wicked, wicked weekend. There's so much to look forward to, so much going on, um, so much to preview from the show. And I think, you know, the, the London Card Show preview episode is going to be a bit of a mad one. I think we're going to have so much to talk about in terms of what's happened over the course of the weekend. Um, like I said, just looking forward to... To seeing a lot of uh, a lot of the familiar faces down there again, and I said buying some cards and ripping some boxes. So um, yeah, looking forward to it. And obviously, Jack, you're going to try and sell off some cards, but otherwise, from that, it's obviously looking like a very exciting weekend for you uh, at the card show with a few different ventures to do as well, not just selling cards and buying cards. So how how much are you looking forward to the show yet again? Cause it, obviously, it honestly seems like about three weeks ago since we was at the last one. I, to be honest, I just love a card show. Um, I love the whole experience of it, the meeting all you lot and um, the other collectors. And people buy my cards, obviously a great incentive and plus point of it. Um, so, uh, yeah, hopefully we can um, shift on a few. I've got some very nice ones as well, which will be on my table. Don't know what the numbers are yet at the time of recording. But, um, yeah, looking forward to it. As, uh, as as Harry said, rip some boxes. Inevitably, it's going to happen. Um, and uh, hopefully pick up some nice cards as well. Yeah, yeah like you, Jack. Come on. I'm saving money now. He's gone from, I want grading on site. I'm going to be ripping boxes. So... <laughs> I oh. it's everyone gets carried he started away. off on a high it's just gradually the whole time the episode has gone downhill <laughs> he started well but like we say it's just like the card show you go in for one aspect then you end up realizing no you know what i'm buying cards i'm buying boxes i'm doing whatever needs to be done but like we say 
Jack, and obviously an absolute pleasure to have you on again. And no doubt we will be sending you over the bill for rent, or we you can just take it off my women's bill at the card show. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we can work something out. I'm sure we can. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, by the way. I appreciate it. Okay, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Like I say, massive thank you to Harry, obviously, UK Sports Cards Collector. Obviously, third down displays as well for sponsoring episode and also being on this episode again. And like we say, most importantly, hope everyone has a fantastic experience this Saturday and Sunday at Sandown Racecourse. If you do see us, come and say hello. Obviously, try and buy some cards. And if anyone asks, if anyone wants to buy my Granite Shackers, like someone did last time, they're not for sale. So, but until next time, hope everyone out there is buying, selling, trading, and all that good jazz. Go pick up your London card show tickets. And most importantly, happy hobbying and Good night.